Hey, what's up, everyone? This week, we talked to Sandra Chow about visual storytelling and visual branding. Check it out. In a world where content is king and your reputation is your brand, how do you build a brand that matters? Welcome to Brands on Brands, a home for those that think different and push their boundaries. This is where branding that matters lives. Now, here is your host, Brandon Berkmeyer. Hey, 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 what's up? Welcome to Brands on Brands. I'm Brandon Berkmeyer, your personal branding coach. And today is an interview episode. Today we are talking with Sandra Chow. She's a stylist and creative director. And she's known and respected for her minimalist design aesthetic. And if you want to check that out, you can go to Sandra Chow Design on Instagram. She takes a thoughtful and intentional approach to design and connects brands to their customers by elevating their visuals in new and exciting ways. She founded the School of Visual Branding in 2018 and specializes in teaching entrepreneurs how to grow their online brands and increase their profit using visual strategy. All of our conversations today are focused on those concepts of visual branding, visual storytelling, and the strategies to help you get there. And uh, if you guys are interested in checking out her course, it's called the Branding Shoot Method. That's at the school of visualbranding.com. Otherwise, everything's at sandrachow.com. That's S A N D R A, Sandra, C H A U, chow.com. Uh, otherwise I really enjoyed our conversation. It got me thinking more visually about my brand, what I could do to bring interest into the content I create and not just on my website, but everything in terms of social media and even TikToks we talk about today. So, uh, really interesting conversation. I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I did. And, uh, let's jump into the show. Brands on brands. All right, let's get going. And today I'm excited to welcome our guest, Sandra Chow to the show. Sandra, first and foremost, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Brennan. Absolutely. The reason I'm excited today is that we get to talk a little bit more creatively about that side of the 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 world, which for me, I was on the media side, right? And there was always like the creative side as well. So those are things I like to tap into because I feel like I'm learning along the way as well. And your specialty, visual branding, visual storytelling is the topic of conversation today. So maybe you as the expert in that can help us set the stage a little bit. How do you think about or define visual branding for the people out there listening? And like, why does that matter? Yeah, no. So, I mean, think about it this way. Visual branding, it's really essentially the visual representation of your brand. And it consists like all the different visual elements that represent your brand. So, you know, ranging from like your logo to your fonts, to your colors, to the designs, your images, your videos, you know, even down to things like your graphics and your brand collateral, anything that you use, you know, to actually sell for your business. And the thing about visual branding and why I think it's really important, it's really, you know, when you're thinking about how to pull all those different pieces together to create that overall brand. Because, you know, a brand's not just a logo, it's, you know, it's not just your images, it's all of those, you know, different pieces, you know, learning how to bring them together strategically and sort of in that kind of cohesive way, that look and feel that really builds that no like, and trust in your brand. And, you know, I'm sure you know, Brandon, <laughs> the no like, and trust factor is essentially ultimately that thing that, um, you know, gets people to book you or to buy from you. So um, it's that overall picture for your brand. Yeah, I think that that's helpful. I think for us, you know, who don't do this every day professionally, 
the first thought is like what people see, you know, and so we're like website logo, but beyond that, there's a million places we have to be these days, websites, social media. How do you get people to find, you said cohesive. How do you get people to find a cohesive feel when there are so many places we have to be visually these days? Yeah. I mean, one of the main things that I typically do for my clients and also teach with my students is, is really asking them, you know, with everything that you put out there, you know, ask yourself, I mean, I guess, first of all, ask yourself um, a very simple question, like, you know, how do you want your brand to feel to your audience or to your clients and customers? Like, what's that one word or one adjective that you use to describe, you know, it could be something like, you know, very positive, or like, you know, vibrant, or it could be, um, you know, warming, or, um, you know, comforting, anything like that. And then what I usually do is anchor my brand or like my other, um, you know, my other clients brands, to those kinds of adjectives that describe the brand. And then everything that you put out there, you kind of refer back to it and ask yourself, you know, does this kind of represent, like, does this feel on brand to you? And a lot of the times it's like that simple gut check that, you know, or if you're feeling like, oh, something kind of feels a little bit out of place, or there's something a little bit off about, you know, this image or, um, you know, where I'm placing, you know, this text, if there's something a little feels a little bit off about it, usually I say chances are, it's probably either, you know, not on brand, or you want to tweak it so that it kind of visually, you know, speaks for your brand a little bit more. And I think, um, especially when it when you're talking about like cohesion, like cohesion, a lot of the times it's, you know, whether it's like your brand voice and the actual identity, similar to when you're thinking about, um, like, if you were developing your brand identity and you're looking at your logo and your colors um, and the fonts and how that all works together. There's usually that kind of theme around it, you know, that overall theme. And I like to use that to think about all the other things in my brand. So um, like you said, just now, you know, there's a lot of things about like your website and you think about like your images, but you know, what else is there? If you think about someone coming in through your socials, where do they click off to after that? They go to your website. If, you know, if say you're a coach or, um, you know, you're any kind of service-based business, the next thing is them booking a call. And let's say that you show up to a call. You want your personality to feel very similar to your persona online. And then what happens there? Usually you might send like a client proposal and that client proposal, if you can add like other visual elements to it or think about your personality, that kind of all follows on through. Like, you know, you can't just stop at when the lead comes in and then you got to think about all those other visual elements and it might be like your proposal which seemingly might not seem visual but it is actually another visual piece of the puzzle and then it kind of follows on from that or if you know perhaps you like your graphics and how you promote and push something all of that you kind of want that cohesive line through so when people go through all those different customer touch points they know it's the same person and, you know, there are times where, you know, I'll see someone like see a really cool reel or see like a really cool image on Instagram. And then, you know how you click through to the website and you're like, oh, actually, it seems a little bit. Is it the same brand? You know, when you kind of have those questions, that's when you're not really cohesive. Right. Where, you know, you sort of start losing that no like and trust factor because people are like, hang on. Is this the same brand that I saw? Or, you know, is the quality of that T-shirt that I was just clicking through to see, like, is it actually, you know, worth, you know, two hundred dollars or, um, oh, this person that I wanted to work with? Hang on. This website actually looks a little bit not legit. It doesn't seem as professional as what you saw on Instagram, you know. So it's really thinking about all that follow through that entire kind of branding, which, yeah, is something that I think gets missed a lot sometimes. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm thinking of this, like for people who are doing a lot of content, like I'm doing, what I've seen is they'll have like an introduction, right. To a podcast or something like that. That's very, you know, like a, there's an, a different voice, it's an announcer or something, and it's very aggressive and manly. And then the music's hard hitting rock. Right. And then, and then the, the host will jump on the show and they're very soft-spoken and there's just, there's a, a disconnect between the, Absolutely. Things. Maybe that's what the vibe that they wanted, but the their personality didn't seem to match the vibe that they were building. So I think of that audio, you know, in audio. Um, I also think about that with content, like where you're like, I'm, you know, you find a show and it's about marketing, like this one is, but then if I am spending a whole episode about travel, that's a disconnect, right? Absolutely. So Visually, I, I could, you know, how do you, where do you see some disconnects that are, that happen often that's, you know, they, they see one thing, but it's not, it doesn't deliver visually. Yeah, I think, so using that example, like if we're on Instagram or, you know, wherever some people first kind of spot you, you know, where you spend a lot of your time engaging with people, what I see is sometimes with, let's say now at the moment, Instagram reels are like a huge thing, right? Let's say you, you know, created these reels, they're really cool, you know, they even potentially go viral. And then what happens usually after that? So if you think about your the way I like to think about it, how I would how I would approach someone's brand, if I went from like finding them to actually then going to book them, right? If I sort of think about that journey, for me, I'll go from like Instagram and I'm like, okay, that's really cool. Or I really like what they had to say. Um, they really seem to know their stuff, you know, and then you kind of like, okay, I'm going to go click onto their website, see what their services are or like, what do they offer? There are a lot of times where I will do that. And then the website is actually maybe like in a holding kind of page or um, there's not much there or visually speaking compared to what I've seen on a visual platform like Instagram or even something like Pinterest, the visuals are kind of like maybe a little bit too DIY or um, they're not as elevated and professional as, as what you've seen elsewhere. And then like even visually speaking, when we're talking about like your logo or like your fonts and your colors, how that all pieces together. Sometimes, you know, maybe they've used a font that, you know, their brand, let's say, is really, um, you know, mature and powerful. But then the font that they've chosen is like more cutesy, you know, those kind of like people don't think about those elements as being visual. Sometimes a lot of people usually jump straight to like, oh, it's my image or it's my video. But it, when you're talking about the you know overall visual branding, it's all those little pieces that, like you said before, that you can see with your eyes, how they piece together. It can create a whole different vibe, like something as simple as using cutesy font will you know, change the entire vibe of like your brand um, from something that's, you know, more mature and elevated to something that's a little bit like, oh, okay, it's quite, you know, maybe young in their, in their, in their brand or um, a little less sort of at that expert level that you were expecting when you kind of jumped off the other platform. That's why I was saying like, you know, making sure those points sort of connect and move across all your different potential areas where people can come in and find you because there's so many different ways that people can find you usually because you have to be in all the places almost and it's really easy to put all your eggs in one basket and focus on that but not think about like okay what happens next like what happens when people fall in love with your persona or fall in love with what they've seen on one platform what happens when they go to all the other ones like is it 
is it going to be the same <laughs> or are people going to be like, oh, actually, okay, this is not what I was expecting or not what I was thinking. Um, and then they kind of jump off and it doesn't really convert, you know? Yeah, I think this is good. Cause I think we're painting a picture of what it means to be consistent and what, you know, when you're doing this right, what it feels like versus wrong. I'd like to get into this idea of, you know, like doing something well, cause we talk about quality a little bit. Does it have to be clean and beautiful to be strong visually? Um, no, I don't think it has to be clean and beautiful. My biggest thing is, um, you know, a pretty picture is not really going to do anything for your brand unless it actually communicates, you know, your value. So, um, and every brand is different. You know, you could have two coaches and one coach is you know their their brand is more um you know vibrant and boppy and 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 outgoing you know but then you could have another you know business coach whose brand is more um let's just say maybe their attitudes are like more mature you know or more down to earth and that would naturally inform you know what kind of logo your logo might look like or what kind of fonts you might use or the colors would be absolutely different something that's vibrant and happy i would expect you know you know bright colors but then something that's a little bit more mature i would expect you know more maybe more toned down kind of colors or maybe touches of black or something like that so yeah i don't think it has to be clean the thing I do think, though, it's it's really about how you pair all of that together to make it, you know, overall something that's professional, something that people can actually trust is that thing. I think it's the sort of that trust factor um, in in that I think is is really important. Yeah. And I think you mentioned this idea of following through uh, when we were a little earlier. And what are some of the the kind of steps we can take to make sure we are following through from one place to another, that we're not missing those steps. How do we kind of check to make sure that we're, we're not, we're not missing one of these boxes? Yeah. I mean, um, I like to ask myself, like, does it feel on brand aesthetically? Does it feel on brand? Um, and then in terms of like voice, does it, is it on brand? Everything that, you know, we talked about making sure that it's sort of crosses over and overlaps with everything and what I like to do is I like to do sort of like a helicopter view of your brand thinking about all the different aspects all the different places that people find you so you know it might be for you for example you know people might find you on Instagram they might find you on Apple Podcasts. they might find you on you know just through Google search they might find you perhaps through Pinterest or anything like that and then think about that customer journey all the different touch points and you go through each of them and ask yourself like does this actually look like the other one um are you using the similar kind of branding or like your colors and fonts are those kind of weaved in throughout you know does it actually feel like your brand and then a lot of the times when it doesn't it's actually it kind of sticks out like a sore thumb it's actually quite easy to see that oh okay i i forgot to update my website after I went through this change. And I think, you know, as entrepreneurs, you do go through change so much, you evolve and change your brand a lot, whether it's in, I mean, not necessarily in the actual branding, but whether it's in the content or as you grow and evolve, you know, maybe your brand changes a little bit and it's tone, things like that. And sometimes we remember to, you know, change you know, your website, but then you forget to change like, oh, the graphics that you might use um, on, you know, Pinterest, Instagram, wherever to actually follow on and actually support that as well too. So um, a lot of the times it's just asking yourself, like, does this kind of feel on brand? You know? 
Yeah. And I, I think that's probably where people start to reach out to someone like you, because for, I think a lot of us, that gets to be the hard part when you're like, well, it's supposed to feel a certain way. And how do I know I'm doing this, if I'm doing this right or not, then we might need to reach out to someone who kind of understands how to pull that, that out of us as business owners, as coaches, as consultants, as service-based professionals, whatever it might be. So I would like to dive into that, those tactics a little bit of the process of where to get started in terms of, you know, if you're helping someone, how do you start to help them find the right feeling, the right brand for them? You mentioned the one word approach, but like, give us some actual like day in the life. How do you help people go on this journey who it's not natural for them? Yeah. I mean, the adjective exercise that I said before is ultimately the starting point that I use with my clients all the time. I always ask them, you know, how do you want your brand to be perceived? How do you want, um, you know, your customers to feel when they land on your website? How do you want them to feel when, um, you know, they interact with you on like say DMs or in your socials, anything like that. And like I said before, a, you know, when if you're talking about a business coach, you know, some people might be, I want them to feel nurtured you know, and that would automatically determine a kind of a different vibe versus someone who's like, I want them to feel empowered. You know, it's a, it's a very different kind of adjective. And so I always pull that first and then think about, okay, so then if we look at your branding and logo, a lot of the times, you know, I have students who come through my course and they'll be like, well, I actually, you know, in, in that particular example, I want them to feel, you know, um, empowered and alive um but then their branding is is nothing like that it's like i said a stark contrast and it's might be something that's you know very cutesy um it's it's very bubbly you know in the writing or anything like that and then they'll usually think like oh okay so maybe i need to change my logo or my the colors and fonts that i use already and then from that next step when we're talking about your images you know things that support your messaging things you know that visual because sort of that visual representation of your copy is, is a good way to put it, I think. Um, and ask yourself like, okay, if we want people to feel empowered, if we want people to feel, um, you know, that that kind of like alive when they work with you as a business coach, you know, what are some things that you might be able to use to um, represent that? And you can even use things like stock images. You know, stock images these days has quite a lot of, um, you know, moodier type of images and it might speak to that okay before you work with a business coach you're feeling a little bit you know lost and overwhelmed so if we're looking at like a sales page for example maybe you, you start with um images when you're talking about like oh does this feel like you or is this you and the images are someone who's maybe like thinking or you know kind of brooding or um looking a bit overwhelmed and then it kind of moves through that journey of um okay so if we work together this is how you're going to feel that transformation and you're thinking about in you know maybe images that people are looking more alive looking very empowered and it's like lights and you know sunlight and and that kind of positivity you know and again it goes back to those adjectives that i said before always anchoring your brand to it like that is is the ultimate thing and is actually the the crux of everything that when I work with my clients and um my students I always ask them about that and they follow that through to all the different um points 
down to actually like creating a video, for example. Um, if you wanted to create a video for your reel and your brand is all about, you know, positivity and empowerment and stuff, then you, you know, that kind of informs that vibe that you're going for as well too. And so it all kind of, you know, ties in in that sense. I mean, I'd love to chat, flesh that out a bit more um, <laughs> if you'd like, but yeah. Yeah. yeah we can, yeah, we can, we can definitely go down that road even further. I think what I would imagine is I'm going to start saying there's words that like, yeah, both empowered. Absolutely. You know, like nurtured. Sure. Like there's going to be words that I'm like, yeah, I want all those things, but they might be at odds visually, but to me, they all seem to fit. So I wonder how do I even decide when they all seem like the right words, but how do I know when the right words uh, are the right brand, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think there's a right or wrong sort of adjective to choose and everyone's interpretation is slightly different. So the key thing is making sure, like if you interpret, you know, if you're pairing nurturing with empowering with alive, you know, those kinds of adjectives together, you know, and your branding is one that's a little bit more neutral, you know, so it's about making sure that that, that's working for your brand ties through throughout. So there's no, there's no really no right or wrong way. I mean, as with branding, there's, you know, you can't tell somebody this is going to be your brand. It really comes, it's a very personal thing. So the key thing is more of making sure that what you've chosen kind of moves throughout. And a lot of the times, like just because you've chosen something that's um, nurturing and empowering, it doesn't mean like, let's say color wise, that it wouldn't, sort of match up you know nurturing and empowering you know people kind of what's the word they they kind of use different colors to represent it but ultimately you're still going to have that brand identity that you've chosen based on that and it's about making sure you're consistent with that and not changing throughout so whatever it means for you that's fine and i think the main thing is making sure that that channels throughout and a lot of the times um you know if you're working with a brand designer and and they are and they always ask you, you know, what kind of adjectives or what what's a what's a brand personality or anything like that, and you'll usually have a few words to describe it. The thing that I think confuses a lot of people is they think everything that they put out there has to, you know, maybe touch on all five of them or all four of them. But I think the the key for consistency is as long as you can actually you know, say that one of those words are kind of in the thing that you put out there to the world, you know, whether it's your website, whether it's, you know, your images or videos or anything like that, that already brings that consistency because you're not, you're not deviating from those adjectives per se, but you're making sure that at least one or two of them are involved in whatever it is that you're putting out there. So for me, for example, um, my brand is, I use the words like, um, you know, calm um, to describe it, light, warm, but I won't always, like everything I put out there isn't always like light filled or isn't always, you know, bright or anything like that. But but ultimately though, I use the word calm, you know, so if you actually look at, you know, visuals that I've done for my clients, or if you look at sometimes, you know, graphics that I do for myself or in my images, like the stories that I tell, the, the images that I select from them, those quiet moments, there's always that element of quiet in them, no matter whether I work for a brand that's very vibrant or whether I work for a brand that's very kind of muted or moody or anything like that. So for me, 
Um, I do have this collection of adjectives, but I just try to make sure like one of them is always in throughout my work. And then as you sort of build your brand out, all those come together. And I think if you can make sure there's that consistency in that one or two that you like to use, then that will sort of flow throughout. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, I know that. I think that helps. I think that helps. I think what's coming to mind for me is, you know, I'm understanding the concept of finding a few words. And I know for me, I do the same. If I help people start a show or something like that, I'm like, let's, why don't you look at some things that you like and share that with me? Like send me for anyone, like send me examples of the things that resonate with you. Cause usually we like things that we want to emulate or that, you know, are aligned with us. Um, And I think that's easy for people. Sometimes like just saying, what are the things that you really like out there? And then you're like, okay, well, now we've whittled it down to a group of things. I mean, we found the neighborhood that we're in now. Let's get down to the actual section of that neighborhood. Uh, Definitely helps. Yeah. And I think like with that example that you're saying there, it's true. Like you and I could have the same business or, and you and I could be looking at, let's just say the same image or um, the same piece of marketing material, but we probably both like like it for different reasons. And so that's kind of what I was saying before. Like, you know, if your adjectives are same to, similar to someone else's brand, that doesn't actually necessarily mean that your brand's going to look like somebody else. Um, because what's what draws us to particular aspects is always going to be different. And so that's kind of, you know, knowing what you love and knowing what you don't like, you know, is that key to making you stand out from like, you know, someone else who's doing something very similar to you. Um, and, and that's the thing. Like, I think sometimes we, you know, look at two images and then think like, okay, well, my competitor probably likes the same thing about it, but ultimately it's probably not the case. Like someone might like, oh, um, the composition of it, or someone might like, you know, the action that's in the, in, in, in the, in the image or like the video, for example. So, um, there's that kind of point of difference, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think when I'm seeing, I see lots of people that I like, but some I'm like, well, if I had to pick one that I want to be like out there, and that becomes different too. Uh, yeah. And then I can kind of emulate that and then take the things that I like the best out of it. But it gets complicated. There's so much content we have out there these days. It's not just a website anymore. It's you know, literally, it's content everywhere in all different formats. Yeah. In some cases, it may not feel like there's any branding at all because it's not branding how we think about it. There may not be, you know, like a uh, frame or some kind of graphic element even. Sometimes it's just you, the human on the screen half the time, especially with, with where TikTok's going these days. Like literally it's just video of you in some environment. So how do you control for creating branding elements when all you have is the person and the environment they're in? Yeah. Um, and that's true because like these days your brand is not just a logo anymore, right? You know, a lot of, I think traditionally you kind of think like, okay, my brand is my logo, but like I was saying before, it's the kind of that overall brand. And so for something like, you know, TikTok and Instagram reels, where, like you said, it really is just you, <laughs> um, there are still a lot of ways to make sure that it's on brand for you, you know, putting aside like the personality of the brand, like, you know, how you interact on the video and whatnot. But if you think about like, you know, People and people don't necessarily think about it, but if you think about like how you dress, that kind of you know informs a different vibe, right? Or it could be um, like you said, the environment. I mean, some people might do it outdoors, but you've seen some people who do it in their studio or you know with their things that are you know seemingly not part of your brand, but are probably like on brand 
which form the brand. So it's those kind of little things that I think make the difference and create that consistency, even on something like Instagram Reels or or TikTok that forms the brand and creates that kind of cohesiveness. You'll see a lot of, um, you know, on TikTok and on Reels, a lot of people who are doing it really well, that it's very consistent, even on something like video, the way that they show up whether it's in the background, um, whether it's in the style that they show up. And I think um, for me personally, like my brand is very, like I'm not an influencer. I don't. So I'm, you know, for me personally, like this is, this is, this is an example where, you know, thinking about your brand and how you show up and how that kind of informs your overall brand. Like for me, if I started showing up on Instagram reels and singing and pointing, I can guarantee you that my audience will be like, oh my God, what is Sandra doing? Like that feels so like it's so off brand for me that for me, for when I do reels, I still try to think of ways that would still make sense for my brand so that it's not, doesn't really stick out like a sore thumb and I'm still attracting the kind of people that I want to attract, you know? So you know, when you're thinking about video content now, which is, you know, the big thing at the moment, you still want to think about like, okay, does this feel like me? Does this feel like my brand? If then someone comes and, you know, books a call with me, a discovery call with me, are they going to be like, oh, okay, this is a completely different person that I was sort of following on um, TikTok, you know? And again, it's it's that consistency and you and not sort of jumping on the trend in the way I mean, I guess blindly jumping on the trend is probably is, is probably a good way to put it is um is a really good way to make sure that everything is kind of cohesive, not just doing what works for somebody else or what you think will work, still bringing it back to like your your branding foundations, you know, thinking about how you want to show up, the, the personality that you want to you know give off, you know, the voice, all of that um, is more important than just jumping on that next trend because you again got to think about like what happens after that what happens after your tiktok goes viral and someone yes wants to speak with you like what happens after that and i think that's the thing that that's probably one of the biggest mistakes that i see with a lot of people these days is you know putting your eggs all in one basket in the thing that's trending at the moment but not thinking about okay what happens next (laughs) and what happens in those other areas of your branding that people are going to come across after that yeah, no, it makes sense to me. Cause I mean, if I got if I got popular because me and my family did a cute Christmas dance this you know past season, that would have gotten a lot of views. But it wouldn't once they went deeper into my videos. You'd be like, oh, every other video is business content. <laughs> I wanted more Christmas tree yeah. dance videos. Like it's a wasted viral trend at that point. And I think so much is environment these days. We you know you mentioned obviously how we dress and present ourselves. But also the environment we put ourselves in. There's even when you, if you are an entertainer, a dancer, whatever it is, like I have recognizable images in my head of like this influencer is always street dancing on, you know, in in like Times Square. And this person is always in their bathroom doing karaoke. And this person's always doing <laughs> the best dance moves, but like in their bedroom really? and it's messy. But that's, but that's them. So, yeah there are associations connected and they fit the environment. But if you get professional with it, those environments work too. Like I've seen like a, one of like Donald Miller's, one of the guys I follow, he wrote the book story brand. Uh, he's definitely not, you know, a teenager. He's not dancing, but his, he does have videos that he puts out there and he's sitting on his front porch, you know, which is the more kind of mature vibe. And he's giving, you know, like shorter clips of the device 
that play into his longer, you know, like mentor coach type story, thought leadership, that kind of thing. So I think, you know, environment could and should match. If he came, if he was giving me that same advice from his like laundry room, it just wouldn't feel like the same. Yeah, it wouldn't. And and I think the thing is when you're, you know, cause we're in such like a scroll, scroll, scroll kind of stage, you know, of our lives at the moment, you don't really think about it until you actually break it down. Like you said, Donald Miller is, is, a, is a fantastic example because if he started like singing and dancing and pointing and words popping up, because that's also seemingly the thing at the moment, it would seem a little bit off. It would seem a little bit probably too childish for his mature brand. And like you said, like if he started showing up in his laundry or, you know, cooking, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that, but it doesn't work for his brand, you know, and, but people don't necessarily think like, oh, okay, those small intentional conscious decisions actually, you know, inform a part of like how your brand is showing up you know, the way that your brand is perceived on that platform. And then, you know, it still matches everything else. Like it still matches the tone of his book or when you go to his website or if you speak to him on the podcast, you know, all of that. Um, it still has that follow through, even though he's dived into a completely, you know, new type of, um, you know, content creation as well too. And I think it's about finding, you know, making it work for you, not the other way around is ultimately the thing, I think. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And I think you mentioned cooking and I was like, yeah, I'm like, I wouldn't hate it if he had a cooking video, but also that's not like why I tuned into him. So like I might discover someone because of that first video, but it goes yeah. like now if I'm a loyal subscriber and I'm always checking in on what he's doing, I would I may not mind a behind the scenes, but that's not why I tuned into him. I don't tune into him be, to become a better cook. Yeah. So it might be interesting for a minute, but it's not exactly why I'm tuning in personally uh, to that brand. Yeah, it would seem a little odd, I think. But I mean, again, yeah. nothing wrong with that. Then if you were like, a, you know, a brand that sold, you know, I mean, if you were like a cooking brand or I mean, that's obviously a like no brainer. But um, if you're a brand that, you know, more of a lifestyle brand, that would probably work, you know, here and there, like you could probably weave it in throughout. But, you know, for someone like him, it would kind of seem a little out of place. And it might, like you said, make you stop for a minute think about it. But then if you kept showing up like that, there probably would start having that kind of disconnect, you know? Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about how do, how do you create more variety then? So let's say you've kind of figured out your thing. You have a sense of your identity and your, your adjectives, and you're looking to kind of shake it all up a little bit because we can go the complete opposite extreme and be too similar and not enough kind of, you know, excitement being brought into our, our, our world of content. How do you bring some variety into the brand storytelling, visual branding process? I think one of the things that I like to do personally is I like to think about like, okay, what are some things that are making me stop these days? What are some things that I'm I'm really liking at the moment? And how might I be able to use that in a way that makes sense for my brand? So, you know, if you go back to like video content, like, you know, TikTok and Reels, you know, I might look at like, okay, is it, you know, maybe music, but music informs your brand feel as well too, right? You know, choosing one song over another for the same video would have a completely different experience. Uh, you might mix up things like your messaging in terms of your video content. And then um, whether you're using, like when you're talking about, are you going to use videos of yourself or like, you know, images or maybe some videos that you take very simply with your phone and things like that. And so I like to just think about 
things that I'm seeing at the moment that make me stop personally and how I might be able to weave that into my brand in a way that, you know, would be quite interesting for my um, audience, but also delivering that same value. But it's, it's, you know, it's, it's the same as that whole repurposing content. You know, we're always talking about repurposing content and repurposing it in different mediums keeps things interesting. So um, if you think about like Instagram, for example, if you, whether you think about someone's Instagram grid or their stories or their reels, you know, mixing it up, like having a mix of videos versus images versus things like graphics that maybe show quotes or maybe it's like graphics that show visual testimonials from people, then mixing it up with, more professional videos versus more DIY on your phone videos. That's always a good thing. And then utilizing what's available on the platform on something like Instagram, whether you're using like your stickers or asking your questions and using your images as different backgrounds, like all those kinds of things, you're essentially repurposing the same content, but playing around with um, different visuals and then mixing it up. And I think that is one of those ways to sort of keep it interesting for your brand, especially on the platforms where you're spending a lot of time engaging with people and trying to, you know, drive traffic to things like your website or drive traffic to um, your contact form for people to actually book calls with you, things like that. So rather than doing the same thing all the time, just playing around with it and experimenting, I think is a really great way, especially because I think at the end of the day, building a brand is like this one huge experiment. We're always constantly testing things out and seeing what resonates with your audience. And that's a key thing as well, too, I think, making sure that, um, you know, you experiment and see, okay, this works. You know, this is kind of getting a lot of traction with. Let's do more of that as well, too. I agree. And I think for those of us that still might need a little bit of help, I think they should know that if you guys go to sandrachow.com, there's so much there in terms of resources for you. There's downloadable guides and cheat sheets in terms of like one of them is how to, you know, six must have images for your brand. If you guys are looking for, you know, some more specific advice, you have some of that. And there's even a full training that they can go through. Uh, can you tell them like, if someone's working with you, how do you like, where do you send them? What are you teaching these days? Uh, how do you help people that are in this space? Yeah, so um, mainly, you know, the School of Visual Branding, it, it specializes in teaching entrepreneurs how to, um, you know, create brands that sell through consistent and elevated visuals. So that um, whether it's your images down to your video content, all those kind of different brand touch points that we mentioned um, throughout this podcast. And I think the starting point, that cheat sheet is a really, really great way because it gives you that quick five to six ideas of things that you might be able to work for that will work for your brand. And it's good for um, particularly service-based businesses because I do find when it comes to creating visuals, um, well, you know, when you have a service and not like a product to sell, it's a little bit more obscure. And so inside the cheat sheet, there's a few little things that you can do simply with your phone. And so it's very easy to put together a few different kinds of visuals and different kinds of images that you can use across, whether it's for your website, Instagram, Pinterest, anything like that, wherever you want to show up for your brand. So that's probably um, a really good starting point, I think, for people as well, too, who wants to dig into their visuals a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. And all that'll be linked up uh, on the website if you guys, and in the show notes, if you guys are interested. The course is called The Branding Shoot Method, and that's all at the schoolofvisualbranding.com, or everything is at sandrachow.com, C-H-A-U.com, and uh, you can easily find that. 
Now, if people want to tap into their creativity kind of themselves, what are your what's your kind of tips on how to access some of that creativity, how to be confident in a kind of a creative space? Uh, any tips for our listeners out there? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I really think um, one of my mantras is, you know, progress over perfection, especially these days where there's so much required of us, <laughs> you know, as a business owner. <laughs> And things are constantly changing. Like there's always like some new thing where you feel like you need to be in. But I think one of the things is, you know, not so much thinking about all the different places that you need to be, but thinking about where your customers are at, where they probably spend their time and focus on those one to two things rather being in all the places. And then also just making a point of like just showing up and testing things out. I think when you wait for things like you wait for that professional photo shoot or you wait for someone to be around to, you know, help you create a reel, you know, all of that will just stop you. Whereas I think these days where, um, you know, there's a lot of focus on not so much that kind of perfect, perfect, um, pretty, everything needs to be like all, you know, beautiful and whatnot. Like that's kind of not really the stage we're at. It's like the perfect stage for you to just show up and play around. And honestly, and this is, you know, anybody who's a parent out there, you'll think about, you always tell your kids, like practice makes perfect practice, but we never do that for ourselves. We always think like, okay, it just needs to be perfect when we put something out there. And then that, you know, breeds confidence. But a lot of the times the confidence comes from putting yourself out there, testing things out and really just practicing it. And I think with that, if you just get more confident and more confident. And so that's probably like the biggest thing, I think, um, especially when we have to be in so many different places is to just really have fun with it. There's no right or wrong way to do it. And I think a lot of the times, you know, you actually understanding your brand and getting to know what you love and don't love, what works and what doesn't work, what resonates or what feels on brand. It all comes with actually just putting it out there and also just practicing and playing around with it. And that, you know, once you get more familiar with that, that in turn, you know, just slowly builds that confidence. So I think, you know, progress over perfection, guys. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, I've, I've hired some photographers here or there for some personal branding photography and you know, after some uncomfortable moments, what I realized is the the photos themselves, they don't have to be these very super aspirational type images. Like they just have to be professional photos. And it could be in me in an environment where I'm being super authentic and I'm being super, you know, in my element, but the pictures themselves are just higher quality and taken from like angles I wouldn't have thought of you know, with, you know, that, you know, didn't catch me with a weird side angle, like at a crisp, you know, whatever it is, like, yeah. you know, trying to take a selfie, you can be completely authentic. And, you know, cause I know everyone's looking for like the real, right. They're not trying to be like, you know, fake and, you know, Photoshopped, but you can have a great looking image in a very real environment, just, you know, walking yeah. around your neighborhood or in your house or whatever it might be and be real. So I appreciate those tips because that's what it made me think of is, you know, I can be myself. I don't have to be this yeah. fake version of it, but still hire a professional to, to make it look better than just my, you know, my, I can do on my cell phone because of bad lighting, bad angles. And, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, that's why there's no right or wrong way. I think it's important to show up in a way that makes sense for your brand in a way that is, um, what's the word it's it's something that you can continue you know continue doing for yourself because if you just try and you know show up 
or look like, you know, that other person who's doing something very similar to you or has a similar offering to you, what's going to set you apart? It's not, you know, there's nothing that's really going to set you apart. And so I think the thing is making, and it's also not going to be something that you can keep up, I think, essentially. Um, Because again, you could show up like that online, but then, you know, if you have a service of some kind of offering, what happens when people meet you and it's not the same? You know, you you want to show up in a way that's authentic to yourself. And ultimately, I think that's the thing when you're thinking about branding and just channeling that through all the different um, little bits that form your entire brand. Yeah, absolutely. Well, as we're kind of coming towards the end here, I'd like to hear kind of what are you excited about uh, in the future for for you or for visual branding in general? Um, well, for me, like I, you know, I love my agency work and that's something that I really want to continue building, um, you know, in the last couple of years with COVID that kind of stalled a little bit, but, you know, this year, oh, not this year, actually last year, (laughs) um, with things going back to normal, it it was really exciting to be able to work with um, clients again in that kind of capacity. So I really look forward to continue building that. And then also just with the school, um, you know, I just really want to share, you know, all of this with as many um, brands as we can. And so that's something that I'm going to be looking forward to continuing building this year as well, too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Any parting thoughts for our listeners? Any final thoughts, lessons that you didn't get to share today? Um, No, I just think, you know, get out there and practice. and, And I essentially think everyone has it. It's just, it's a matter of really, you know, putting yourself out there and really um, thinking about your brand and, you know, having fun with it, I think is ultimately the thing. (laughs) Absolutely. And if you guys want to hear more, you can always catch Sandra on her Instagram channel at Sandra Chow Design, or just go to the website, SandraChow.com and uh, also the School of Visual Branding.com. Uh, Sandra, thanks for sharing all your tips with us today. I've I've personally been taking notes and I appreciate you helping me think about this stuff a little more intentionally than I have been. So appreciate you and your time today. No, thanks so much, Brandon. Thanks so much for having me and for allowing me to share all of this with your audience as well. Absolutely. And thank you all for listening and checking in with us, being a part of our journey. We hope that you have taken something away today that you can implement tomorrow in your business to get you moving. And as always, we will catch you next time. You've just taken your marketing knowledge to another level with this episode of Brands on Brands. But we have plenty more ways to help you build a brand that matters. Head over to BrandsOnBrands.com for resources, as well as access to our blogs, videos, and exclusive coaching sessions with your host. Be sure to visit BrandsOnBrands.com.